Blog Talk Radio. I wish everyone, I wish everyone, I wish everyone in here could see it. I wish everyone, I wish everyone. Yeah. I wish everyone, I wish everyone. I gave my blood, sweat, tears. You couldn't know what I did. Now this is spiritual Stay with the fork and the pot with the cookers We whipping, we add on additionals Niggas be claiming they working, they working But nigga, we just don't agree with you So none of these bad bitches sleep with you Ain't no real nigga gon' eat with you Everybody want a dollar Everybody want a check Nigga, that's only one future Messiah not higher than what you respect How the fuck you get my number? Hunger ass, baby, karma you ain't never knew my struggles. They would never understand. I wish everyone in there could see it. I wish everyone in there could see it. I wish everyone, I wish everyone. I gave my blood. Here can see it. I, I wish everyone in here could see it. Y'all niggas never believe it. Y'all, Y'all niggas, niggas never, never believe it. Nigga, we fresh up the boat. We don't get fuck about sleeping no clothes. Nigga, I'm fresh out of court. I just fired my lawyers and bought a new lawyer. I know you ain't thinking I left you behind. You see what I went through to get here? You know what I came through to be here? Everybody want a piece of me. Everybody wants a piece of fame. I wish you could feel all my mama pain. I wish everyone in there could see it. I wish everyone in there could see it. I wish everyone, I wish everyone. 
you come to the both of them. Because I'm trying to do as much as I can and to reach as many people as I can, not because I think, oh, I just know it all and I got to share this with you because without this you're going to be lost. No. I think that we're put on this earth to have experiences with other people in order to grow in ways that can save us from defeat and trial and error in our lives by sometimes just walking through that with someone else and the things that you are experiencing in your life can actually help somebody else. Now, I want to go ahead and acknowledge everybody that calls in so that they can make sure that they can hear me, I can hear them, and I identify you by the last four digits of your phone number. If you can hear me, just say hello. It's okay to just say hello. 7266, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, this is Nika. Hey, Nika, I'm so glad that you decided to come on with us tonight. And I me feel too, like I tonight, you can find Blab. Now, on Blab, you know, Blab, it it works sometimes and sometimes it doesn't. And right now, it looks to be working fine. It doesn't show me that I'm having any errors or issues or anything like that. So I'm assuming that everything is working fine. When you go into Blab, you have to make sure that all of your other feeds that feed off of video are closed. So if you... Um, oh, Okay. Yeah, so if you have like a Skype open or a Periscope open, you have to clear all of those things. You also are advised to use Google Chrome because I think it's the best. You have to have a Twitter account as well. Very good, Kenneth. Thank you so much, Kenneth. Kenneth, you is the man for my years right now. Um, Thank you. Yeah, a lot of the things that have <laughs> he's been here for over 200 days, he said, so he knows how it works. And so, why don't you come up into the chair? I mean, I promise when I ask people to come on to Blab and I ask them to communicate with me, it's not to set you up for anything because if it's one thing that people who know the Empress know about me, I'm just an open book. I share with you what is true for me, and I don't expect to be agreed with all the time. That is not what the empire is about. We're on here to learn together. So what I do is I offer the opportunity for you to interact with me because I think this lab thing is the perfect opportunity for us to have the best level of uh, thing where you can actually see the expressions because I'm, I'm, I found out today after having a personality test that a lot of who I am explains for why I do and function the ways that I do. I mean, that's just who I am. I function like that. That's how I am. But uh, I didn't know that that is not necessarily uh, going to be accepted. Uh, Hey, Alex in the building, thank you so much for coming on to Blab. And, of course, anybody who comes on is welcome to come up to the seat if they're willing to. But I was saying, you know, some parts of who I am um, was not even known to me. And I heard that that's uh, actually – not uncommon, that a lot of people expect that who they are to be understood, uh, that who they are is being translated in a way that is totally the way that it's intended. And the truth of the matter is that everybody has different personalities, different expectations. And so the thing is, is I took this test today. And for those of you who can't see me too bad because you should be on black, but what it is, something that we had to do, we had to do it at our workplace. It was a mandatory type of meeting. And, of course, when people say mandatory, I need to see the reason why this has got to go down like this because I believe y'all can send out an email. I can sign it. And it'll be like, okay, she got it, and we can just move on. But the truth of the matter is is that there's very little that you can learn in its essence without having an experience 
with people. At least, not, and it doesn't even have to be a long experience. It has to be just a truthful, transparent experience so that you can learn who um, that person is. And unfortunately, a lot of the people that you work with, the people that you're around the most, even as adults, you don't know them. You know some parts of their personality. And, I, you know, I, I, I found it to believe that I had been working with people for this amount of time and not really know who they are. Uh, of course, expecting that there are some similarities between us because our resumes had to have some of the same things on it for us to all be working uh, uh, in the same job. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the fullness of the person, and that's a good, that's a good statement, um, Kenneth. Uh, he said, I go to work to work not to make friends. But the truth of the matter is it's not even in your intention in making friends. It's not even about that. It's about being able to be productive in what you were hired for. And if you do not have a working relationship, not a friendship, but a working relationship with people who are maybe, but most times not, just like you, it's going to make it difficult to make some decisions in your life and in your world that uh, would work. And it's interesting, you know, some of the questions that, uh, they asked were just like, wow, where, where did they get that from? Kind of weird. Wasn't really sure where that was going. But as long as you're truthful or whatever, you can show the truth of yourself. And even if you try to lie, because, you know, I'll be trying to pay it. You, you know, the personality test. The name of the test is actually uh, the DISC. And it's very, I can't, let me see if I can remember. There's another test that we had to take in nursing school that a lot of people have actually had to take in other type of disciplines just to see what your personality type would be and what would best be suited for you uh, when that particular degree has different other elements of discipline where you can specialize in it. But uh, uh, I almost had it. Uh, it's not Brigham Young. But it was some type of testing that had to do with pure personality. It was just going to tell you what things you had the most affinity for versus a test like this one, which is the DISC, the D-I-S-C, which is a test that personalizes you but applies that personalized uh, behavior type to a performance expectation. And what it does, it, it takes part of your natural personality, your natural likes and dislikes, by a series of things, 28 questions is what it, what it was, that range anywhere from I agree to I totally disagree and gave you an option where you had to pick for one option as a response in different scenario types. So it was able to, by your answers to that, put you in different groups. And, you know, I already knew. I already knew. I already knew that they were going to say something that was going to be extra exciting for me, um, um, but wasn't going to surprise me at all because I thought that I really knew myself very well. And I actually uh, knew who I was. I, I, told, I knew it. I knew it before it was given to me, not because I was smart. I think it's because I'm just truthful with myself and with my um, people in my life. But what I did not know, this is the key key. What I did not know is that some of my personality 
is extremely hard to work with, extremely not compromising for other personality types, and that a lot of the personality types that I had was a dominant type of personality that is more often in men than in women. Now, that, don't get it twisted. She 100% female, okay? So when Empress going to be talking to herself, well, you know, if I talk to myself, at least I know that that's a great conversation, and the volume of people doesn't necessitate that there's a quality in that talk. And and so some very simple things, okay, <laughs> well, some very simple things are what I have to say. And Ken is saying, I don't know to make money. And Luke is saying some things about me personally, as long as you don't answer yourself. And the truth of the matter is, if you're not having good conversation with yourself, then you're not going to have good conversation with anybody else because in some ways you have to be able to anticipate what others are going to say and what others think. And it's not necessarily that you have to have the approval of other people or that you have to be co-signed by other people, but you do want to understand that just because your intention is to interact in such a way that it may not necessarily be received in that way. And sometimes just giving it to yourself sometimes is really good. I actually learned that my personality type is a type that I wouldn't even want to work with myself because it was it was so it was very very un um, very restricted and very narrow in in the expectation and that has to do with performance. But in those personality types, even with trying to do the job at hand, you may come off as not a listener, not a team player. And those are things that I do not want to be an expectation of me before I even am offered an opportunity. So I think it was really, really good. So this whole show came out of me having a discussion with a young man on Facebook, and it had to do with him really saying some things that uh, were, I wouldn't say that they were offensive to me because I wasn't really moved by it in a way that was um, personal. But I could read the words that were coming off of the page, and I could see where other people could read this very same thing and not know where in the world it came from and how even I or others would be able to agree or disagree with what that person said. And first of all, I, I, I went to the dictionary to look up a, a few definitions, and I wanted to know what these words, you know the basis of meanings, you can sometimes tell whether or not this is going to be um, received well, it'll it'll change the way your delivery is, and, and all kinds of things. So um, I started off really just wanting to know some basic things about this guy. So I wanted to know, and I asked him, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. And the very first thing he did, of course, which, which is what everybody does, is they rattle off all of the all of the labels and all of the roles that they have. And and one of the statements that he made, you know, I'm a professional, I'm a doctor, I've been a doctor for such and such number of years, I have a specialty in this, and I have a clientele of this, I have accolades, and I've written this, and I've gone to this particular conference, and I've represented the state of Alabama and Mississippi 
in this particular conference and went on and on and on about his profession and what he did. Now, that doesn't mean that that was a bad thing, but what I was trying to get to through the role, because uh, I work with you, I know all this stuff. And it would be different if I met him at, say, Starbucks, and I knew he wasn't working there, then that would be applicable. But because we've actually worked in the same arenas, because I knew you prior to you even coming to this job, for you to have the, yes, I'm a nerd, you do not have the, you didn't have to round off all of those credentials because I've worked with you. Actually, I helped train you how to float a swan can. So, I, you know, it's like, really? Okay, but that's how you identify yourself. And then I wanted to know what his, you know, what, what his status was. And when I said status, to me, that just meant exactly which group of people you were in. Are you married? Are you dating? Are you single? And, and there's really not that many other roles. A lot of people want to add some extra uh, statuses to the, you know, roles they have. I know you're a doctor. Now I want to know what your status is. And I didn't say marital status because that's kind of an oxymoron to me. Either you're married or you're not. Uh, uh, and you're dating or you're not. I mean, it's not that many, but I asked, you know, what, what is your status? And he rattled off some more stuff that was totally related to what he did. And I had to say, no, no, no. Are you married? Oh, no, I'm not married. I'm single. I've been single for a long time. I've been divorced. Da, da, da. So I had to get all of the history of what had happened to him. Um, and to me, still was not at the core of who he was. So I, you know me, I've been uh, everything except for a maternity nurse because I don't like kissing babies out of women. It's just scared to me. I don't want to do it. So I've done almost every other type, particularly my specialty roles of practice have to do with hearts and lungs. But I wanted to know why he couldn't separate he was from what he did. And the more we spoke, the gravity of that conversation stayed in that realm. I actually saw another example of this, of a, uh, uh, who I consider a friend of mine who's an attorney. Um, and see, I do understand that. And, and you know, this is going to be weird because I'm talking to the screen when people can't see your own blab. And I'll, I'll you know, I will, if you have any questions, just type them over to the side. And I will say this, I understand having confidence in your profession because you should. I mean, especially when you put in time, you pay for schooling, work your way from wherever to whatever. I understand that. But when a person acts in direct resemblance or speaks of self in direct sign or signal of them having some maybe confusion about who they are versus what they do. And so that's why I posted uh, those exact things on Facebook, and, you know, you know, there are a lot of different professions that are respectable and professional and necessary. I, I really don't think that you could probably argue with anybody who's chosen a career path that it's not necessary. Um, but there are some things that you should be really, really clear about that have to do with um, what you what you do, and you have to be clear that you understand that this is not even about 
um, anything other than the the truth of who you are and whether or not you know who you are. And and I found it odd. No, I didn't. I found it interesting that most of the people that I spoke with did the exact same thing. I think that everybody except for one person got it. I got on right before I started the show tonight and um, was like, you know what, I wonder if anybody's willing to say, um, if anybody's really willing to say um, that they have an identity crisis with themselves if they really don't know who they are. And so I looked at my personality type, and I happen to be what they call a type B, um, which is a dominant personality type. And I'm not sure if you can take this descriptive and determine which you are, but by one descriptive word, I'm asking the two people who are here in in the uh, virtual world if you could just say which of these four Single words describes you, and from that, uh, we'll go to a couple others just to see if you can kind of fit into a descriptive type. But just know this, uh, and it's a tool, and it's not the determination of who you are. And it's not a type A. And let me tell you something. When people say that they are type A or that they are an alpha male or that they're something, they really don't know what that is, and they just associate that with being a certain um, level of significance that's respectable. And unless you've taken a test that told you that you had a type A personality, and again, this is not just personality, it's personality and performance with regard to a, a, a job performance that gives you some insight to your personality type and how that fits into a performance expectation, and sometimes being a type A is not all what you think it is, and, and most people aren't type A. Most people are just not that. He said he's A plus plus. Okay, so here we go. If I were to give you these four words, just type which word you thought would be the best descriptive of you. We're going to do three different words from the three different levels, from the four different uh, levels of personality types. Okay, the first is analytical. The second is even-tempered. The third is outgoing. And the fourth is firm. Now, just type one of those words in in the blog, and let's see if we can't get to a personality type that is best with you. I didn't say number one. Say it. Analytical, even-tempered, outgoing, and firm. Okay, so if you can easily say that you are, if you can easily say that you're analytical, which was the first one, um, and 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 you say I'm type D, but and and do I have to choose one? No, actually, because there is an option for you to to show the merge. But there's a predominant personality. Say you're all three, so let's give another word, another set of words. Our first, Mr. Luke, said that he was analytical, so he's fallen into one particular group. But here's another one: direct, precise, 
tactful and lively. Okay, so you say analytical, and he said, I'm not even giving numbers. I asked for direct, precise, um, tactful, and outgoing. Okay, you're saying precise, and that actually puts you in a certain group. And actually, you might actually be a type D personality, Mr. Luke, which is what I am, which is why we go head to head. Uh, but Ms. Uh, Handsome, if you could just answer that one other question, and we could know where to put you. We make a perfect couple. I don't know about that because we going to argue. And there's a lot, some things that I'm just not going to argue about, and, and I don't want to. Okay, yeah, our personalities do have a match, but the thing about it is just because you have a match doesn't necessarily mean. So she said direct and outgoing. So direct and outgoing. So it shows from just those two, which is not a full assessment of, of your personality, that you have both dominant and influential personality, Miss Handsome. And um, Luke, you have, from just those two questions, a more dominant or a type D. So Miss Handsome, you will be a type I, and uh, Luke, you will be a type D. And type D is a personality that's quite often associated with direct personalities, dominant personalities. They're very results-oriented, very firm, strong-willed, and forceful, whereas a person who has split uh, between D and I, but mostly I, because you identify with that mostly, Ms. Handsome, is a person who's outgoing, enthusiastic, optimistic, high-spirited, and lively. Now, now that that part is out of the way, some of the things that you need to to know about personality is that we do not show up in our truest form every day. As a matter of fact, we go out of our way sometimes to show something that is being either requested of us or expected of us, not truthful in us. One of the things that Mr. Luke had already introduced to go read and he so the personality is that there are some things that you, unknowing sometimes, but a lot of the times knowing that what your true person is is not going to be acceptable. So rather than expose the truth of yourself, you cover yourself in a way that is able to be tolerated by others. Now, I was talking on Facebook with this guy who is dead bent, and he's been on the show. Uh, he's actually been on, on the Blab, I think. Um, yes, he was on the Blab. Uh, he was actually on the show as I Blab, and um, he had something. Well, I don't know about it being fruit for its uh, super ego, but what it has to do with understanding that a part of who you are Sometimes not known to yourself, subconscious. Sometimes known to yourself, conscious. Sometimes hidden, and you often hear from other people, but you don't do nothing about it, uh, blind spot. And sometimes you just don't know and nobody else knows until a situation pushes that up to the forefront. 
Uh, and this particular guy was so adamant to tell me that, you know, and to make the story short, because I didn't do a long uh, blog tonight because I wanted to do more of a blab and have more interact. You cannot expect that I'm going to put myself in a position where I can be uh, graded, I can be degraded, and I can be uh, basically judged. But at the same time, if you don't show the truth of who you are, people will give you uh, responses to whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you expose. This guy was so sure that all black women in America are the typical, and this is a black man, so this is not anybody who we can label to be racist or anything like that. He's a very well-respected person, and he has a lot of probably authority and the job that he has because of the type of job that he has. And because he may be on here, I don't want him to think that I'm talking about him. But the situation was this. He had some strong opinions that were obviously totally about his experience. And it wasn't an untruth. It was his truth. But the way that he said what he said was so not received well that he came off as a bigot, he came off as a chauvinist, and he came off as pretty much a woman hater. Uh, he's not a surgeon, and a lot of surgeons do have personalities that require precision regardless of what anything anybody has to say, and, it's, and they call it the God complex. You see this in, 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 in areas where there's a very, um, what do you mean by truth? I don't know what you mean, so make a uh, uh, <laughs> make a full statement because I, I can't really uh, understand what you're meaning, Devin. But w- when he said what he said, uh, it was his experience. And because I've spoken to him inside, it was his truth. I meant it was his truth because I knew the backstory. I knew the experiences that would make him say such things. But when you have a faith that says one thing and then you speak the truth that seems contradictory to that presence letting anybody else into your personal space, then you come off in a different perception, come off in a different way. So even when you ask this guy how he's feeling and who he is, it has a tone that doesn't even it really first it doesn't even answer the questions that you give. It's a defensiveness to the position that he has. And I think it's it it it, it spoke volumes to me because I was really shocked that he didn't first know better because he actually is a litigator and he knows that what you say um can be taken out of context. Good thing about uh social media is that this platform here, Blab, this particular platform is a way to make sure that you're actually getting as much information through as many different sense sources to formulate the right position. And it seemed like the more he tried to clean up this one post, the worse it got because his being plain got just more and more biased. It got more and more hypocritical, it got more and more focused to where he, you could have substituted names for things 
and it was only a person who would know the truth of that person who could cut away those people acting out because you're upset. But if you live and breathe what you do, who you are will be slapped right up against it, and you might be thinking of opinion instead. Well, I'll tell you this. Opinion is a position, but when you say something, not as a suggestion, but as a position and stance of this is how it is, that's when you start to generalize and make blanket statements and different things like that. For an example, for me to have never, and, and this happens to be a racial issue, and I think it's very pertinent to this whole climate of our uh, our politics right now. People are so split, and because they don't really know how to say their truth, they have to align with as much that symbols, the sound, and the, uh, the, the, the favor of what they would say if they had the chance. Because, you know, we live in a world where it's free speech and you're supposed to be able to say whatever the hell you want to say. But it's not correct to say truth. It's not correct to say certain things for certain people at certain times and in certain climates. It's as if you're supposed to have some level of um, uh, protectiveness. Like right now, if you said Black Lives Matter and another black person was killed, then it would be totally okay to say that. But in the midst of other crises or in the midst of someone else's happening and circumstance, all lives are a more appropriate way of expressing that same idea. It just has a different feel to it, and it just depends on what that person's perspective and, and, and why are you saying it. And then you're told right now that if you don't say, if you don't say Black Lives Matter, that you must not value Black Lives. Well, I thought all of it was inclusive. I thought that would mean yours too, but no. Some people feel like all lives means that we're just trying to take the focus off of black lives. And, you know, I just never even, I didn't even think about things that way. But who you are and what you do are separate things. And what you do has to do with what is added to yourself to provide for you, to give to your life, to supply the needs of your life. That's not who you are. The who is something that was there before you got your degree. The who is what was there before you got a title. The who is more than just something that can be bought or studied for. It's the essence of who you are. And I would dare say, and I have this explanation, I have this conversation in another little blab that I did right before the show, and I explained it like this. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to go there when it comes to spirituality and humanity to understand that there is something that's inside of us. And I'm not talking about anything spooky. It's just that there's something that feeds personality that's not blood, bone, skin, 
and those sorts of things. There's something else. Now, some people call it energy. Some people call it soul, Christ. You know, and there's different names for it. And some people call it energy. I don't know if I said energy, but I was just speaking to a man earlier who admits he said he he never complains. Like, he never complains. I was like, and he said there's nothing special about him. And when I asked him who he was, he told me that he was a, tw- uh, a late 20-year-old who lived in Germany but was a person who I think was from Scotland. But I'm just a uh, regular guy. You know, no, nothing special about me. And I still knew nothing except for that he was 20-ish, where he was born and where he lives now, which had nothing to do with it was where he was, how old he was. Those were descriptors. Those were things that were gonna that were just in that moment, not him. Things that had been added, but not him. But the more and more I spoke to him, the more of him he was willing to share. And I, that's the part that is so baffling. We do not share our truth, and the reason why we don't was so interesting. I don't know why people don't. Electricity in our brain. I, I don't know what that means, but uh, Miss C and Handsome said, I think black people say black lives matter because blacks are always and have always been treated as though they are not equal to other Americans or white Americans. Um, you know, Devin, you are, you are constantly asking me what do you, how do you define something or what is truth, what do you mean by truth? Uh, in that context, no, 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 don't stop. I'm just trying to understand where you are. And, and, and like I said, you know, I do feel that a lot of people, um, and I'm not saying this particularly to you, I think that, you know, the interest obviously is there because you're asking the question. And what you ask, just in, in an example, because all of us live different lives and all of us have different descriptors and different ways of perceiving things. I even said that earlier. We can all watch the same movie. We can all see the same accident. We can all see the same fight or exchange or even the same love story. And we're all going to perceive that sameness, that same video, that same experience, whatever, in at least the number of ways as the number of people that are viewing. And the only truth is, is what you saw and how you can explain that to me, for me to understand where you are, because it's not an automated thing. Uh, Another thing is what we experience and how we're separated in this world are by some of the most basic, common things. We go to the schools or we send our children to the schools that we're all zoned for, which we just happen to all live in this place. Uh, the economics that we have uh, are just usually because of the number of dollars we make a year. We assign ourselves in different ways. Just like when you get ready to get, say, a driver's license, there are check boxes, and it's like nobody ever thinks, why in the heck? Who came up with this? Now, we got to start saying, well, female, putting me in a category, 
group of people. Have you ever understood why statistics are always driven by some similar things? And, you know, if a certain number of check marks are by it, we just, we just, we just buy into whatever that notion is. Even one of the things I'll never forget, serial killers. Do you know that serial killers are usually white males born to a mother and father, usually of average height and weight, and they usually have had uh, no problems with education, so they're usually pretty smart. They usually have discipline problems in school, which gets them, you know, transferred, so they have multiple school experiences. Who, who told them that? Or did their expectancy of that become so strong that that's the reason why they missed a black single mother born to a prostitute serial killer in Louisiana? Like they had already in their mind what this man looked like, how much he weighed, and all of this other stuff without actually trying to get to the truth. They used a basis of judgment that was superficial on what has happened in the past to, to somebody they didn't even know. And I think that it's interesting, confirmation bias, it's exactly what it is. And the thing is, is that's an extreme example. But in our daily lives, we make some of those same type of biased judgments without actually asking the questions that we have the opportunity to. So I want to answer a couple of the questions that you've asked because you're not bothering me at all by asking them. But you said this. When you say someone has their truth, I was trying to figure out how you specifically define truth in that context. For me, and in the dictionary, I would say, because I use it a lot, I love the, I love the dictionary. Like I can read it to know where these words came from, where they're rooted from, and how they've changed. And you have to use different uh, types of dictionaries to do that. But uh, truth is just a confirmed enough answer that has been in the positive for a number of people. It doesn't mean that it is true. It just means enough people have co-signed that it is what it says it is. Because if you go from this county to another county, their truth is going to be totally different. And so when I say truth in the context of being who you are and and telling it how it is, it's usually in some level of context. And when I was talking about my friend who was speaking these things, I do not believe, knowing him, that he would say these things and not believe them for one. He's never shown me that type of personality that I'm going to try to say this just to get a rise out of you. I know personalities like that. He wouldn't say that. And when I, and, and me, because it was so, it was repeated and it seemed to be getting worse, it made me initially think maybe he's trying to get someone to challenge him. And when I challenged him and challenged his position, he stuck with it. So it was kind of scary to, to hear that. So, it is absolutely what he believes and what he's co-signed because he's co-signed it a thousand times. And actually, when I look into his relationship and and what he said, what he believes, now whether I believe it or not or whether I like it or not is not even a question at that point, but it is his truth. But 
I believe there is an ultimate truth, and that truth has nothing to do with how you function, how you co-sign, if you get a co-sign. It is a it is a way of how you exhibit that truth in your life. Some things are the truth, and I ain't I don't do nothing around about doing it correct. Well, I think that there are levels of truth, and then there's an ultimate truth. This is just me. I think there's levels of truth, and I do not believe that the average normal person would govern and act and behave in a way. Uh, just for the hell of it, uh, knowing that it's not the truth when they push against something. Some people like uh, any level of attention and are so not in tune with themselves and don't even really want to know the truth of anything. They just like the interaction. They like being able to poke at people until they get some sort of reaction. And I would say in the person that I know I am and the truth that I know that I live for myself, um, I ain't got to, you ain't got to believe me. And that goes for anybody. I've always been that type of person. <laughs> and Luke say I love attention. I like the right kind of attention, and I like attention that I want to give attention to. At some point, you know, people even say, I'm an extrovert, I'm an introvert. Uh, and some people say, "Well, I'm a little bit dependent upon the um, the, the 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 situation." Well, you would be surprised who you think you are and what you test that you are by some of the definitions. Because just like we were saying earlier, a personality or an alpha male or a person who said, "Oh, I'm so much an extrovert." And, baby, some of the things that you do and say are in direct. That, that that brings me to the point, and I'm going to be ending the show in just a little bit. And I hope y'all can hear me over there. Um, a lot of what people get all been out of shape about is when the who of a person has expectations that are pretty rigid. You know, they think they know them, and they really don't. So they put them in a box. And so they expect for them to go to this point and stop, or to that point and stop. And so and what happens is the truth of the person breaks through the box. You're like, what the hell? I never would have thought he would do that, not him, not Dr. So-and-so, or not Pastor So-and-so, or not, you know, this particular person because of what they do. And it's because they have put on this falsetta for so long and, re- and refused to show the truth of themselves to anybody or to anybody. And so when life hits you with that unknown, um, you, y'all didn't know he was capable of doing that. But the truth of humanity is there are some basic things that are just what they're going to be. You do not have to be excited about certain things. Well, first of all, we already went over it, and I got this written down to close the show with it because these are some things that I really just wanted to say and that I learned from myself because I think we're supposed to share. Now, who you are is not what you do. When you get immersed in your job or your whatever you do so much that you can't separate what you do from who you are, you're pretty lost. 
And I'm going to tell you why this happens. A lot of the times, the person, the who, has never gotten any accolades, have, has never gotten any praise. Myers-Briggs, that's the name of their text. That's, that's the name of their text, the, the text that I had taken before. Myers-Briggs is about personality. Myers-Briggs is not about what I'm talking about. But when you get so immersed in what you do that you identify and try to mask all who you are into that, all it's going to take is for that woe to be removed from you, and you're going to be a broken soul. You're going to be a lost soul. And that's not a good place to be. That's why there's only so much time that you're supposed to dedicate to your professional life. You know, and some people get it all twisted up. They marry somebody who in life. They marry some, somebody who does the same thing that they do every part of their waking day and night thing. But at some point, if you're not able to strip away your professional or your uh your, your social or uh, the, the means to the ends of providing for yourself from yourself, you're going to be lost. That's why people were so kind of messed up about Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby was a freaking actor that we didn't know who he was, but we got so in tune that, oh, my God, this is Bill Cosby. He got about these good damn pops. And then when he was popping them damn pills with these ladies back in the 70s, then y'all want to get shocked because that's not something Cliff Huxtable would do. Well, damn it, that was the actor. We had merged these two personalities together. Maria Sharpova, who is a tennis player, so gotten attuned to this young girl who is a professional tennis player that we forgot she was human. And now that she's been accused of doping, we want to say, oh, my God, she is such a horrible person. No, she's a pretty regular person who just decided to try to cheat it over and now that her role is in jeopardy and they're threatening to strip all of that from her, well they stripped about twenty three million dollars worth of sponsorship away from her because she in herself was a liar, was a cheater. And they look back and I'm pretty sure that if some of those coaches and some of those other people who signed contracts with her and not being able to uh, um, over undershadow the truth of who she was, so when it got stripped away, Howard Sterling, uh, acting like he an angel, walking up in there and calling people niggas all day long, every day, him and his girl, him and his, his girlfriend. Yes, I mean, and come on. Let's just keep it 100. But you can't keep it 100 when you're starting at 15. You're showing half of your, uh, well, it was his team. It was his team. So there's no way for you to take all from some people. And some people are strategic enough. Those would be the conscientious people. But they make decisions based on total benefit. Don't benefit them. They'll be wishy-washy. They'll say that they're going to do it in front of you because they want you to be able to give them something. And then on this other end, they'll say the same, the opposite to you. Yeah, I'm going to do that for you. Same time as him, but he ain't going to tell you that because he's got the way of putting his foot in both pots and not being able to make a decision. I'll be like, damn it, I'm going to be 
choose what you're going to do, and we'll figure it out after it's over with. Because, you know, either one way or the other, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be all right. That's just me. And that's going to give me a soap of that mouth right there. So we got to shut up. Luke, me and you, we got to shut up. Now, the second thing is just what I just said. Human beings are, are people. They're, they're human. He got away scot-free, but I'm not surprised acted like a racist old white dude. Well, you know what? Actually, I don't know why you would have expected anything different from someone that was born in 1910 and able to say whatever he wanted, was a billionaire, never had to answer to anybody. Why would you expect anything different? I'm shocked that people were shocked, and I'm shocked that, like, that's exactly what I thought he would be. But human beings are in, are human beings, and what we're supposed to be on this earth for is to learn from our mistakes and share those things with other people, but that's what we don't do. When we make mistakes, we make sure don't nobody know about it. Whew, I got to make sure don't nobody find out about this. And we'll go over and beyond and create fantasy straight to downright lying to save yourself and your self-image when you're, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to, um, not with everybody and anybody, but you're supposed to share with the people that matter to you. You're supposed to have relationships with people in your life. Um, if you do not learn from your mistakes, it has a funny way of showing back up in a different set of genes, a different personality, a different set of circumstances, but the same lesson. And I think, and excuse me, you know, you will repeat the biggest life lessons that are necessary for you to grow and be better if you do not get it right the first time. It's coming back to get you, so you might as well just get the lesson. And the other thing about and, and learning in mistakes and, and losses, if you try to forget, like people get, get me so uh, messed up when they have done a little bit better and they forget where they come from. Like the biggest I don't even know how to say it any, any plain, more plainly. The biggest hoes in high school want to get grown, move away, marry some man who didn't know anything about her, and then come back and act like we don't remember who you were. Um, that's crazy because if you forget bad, it's kind of sad to uh, be in such a way where you just, I'm not going to even acknowledge that I had tribulation in child. No, you're supposed to not praise those things, but you're supposed to reverse those things and share those things with people because you can actually help somebody prevent them from having to go through that. It's, it's amazing some of the things that people try to act like they can hide when everything freaking is, is discoverable in this world. I mean, some of the most private things that can happen in a person's life, you can Google it. Because they put that crap all over the Internet. But the truth is that some things are meant to be shared. Uh, and third, change occurs with living things. Anything that stops changing and stops morphing and stops moving is soon to be dead. And actually, you have to watch the change to see what type of change it is because decompensation is as well, but that's what they call death. And it stinks. Like, people be like, I'm changing. I'm changing, and your leg's falling off, or I'm I'm better, and there's no fruit from this tree you say is better. You're not better. 
freaking near dying, and the people around you have been saying it. And I actually have the personality type where people do give me heads up about things, but I'm too busy talking to hear them. I'm too busy trying to make sure that I'm being heard to hear them. So I'm, I've made some plans and preparations on how I'm going to change that so that I can get the full experience from all the people that are in my life um, that are under change. Um, affirmation or someone affirming you or having a, a choir or entourage or the praise corner or the amen it's not always an affirmation that things are good. There are people in this world who will be absolutely right up in your circle and be praised all the way to the top of the block, laughing and grinning and smiling because uh, the fanfare that you bring is something that they want, and they're just there uh, just for the fanfare, just for the advantage of being in that So affirmation all of the time is not necessarily a good thing. A person who will congratulate you and do it but also will tell you when you're absolutely wrong is the person that are going to be the most beneficial to you and to your life. And that's the type of friend you should be too. You shouldn't be somebody that's all the time saying, oh, girl, you good, you good. I'm sleeping with somebody who's like, oh, I'm just okay, girl, she probably ain't my bitch. Hold, please, because that's some stuff that gives you the character basis of what they think about you and what they will do. A person who will lie to you and steal from you will kill you. And if you don't believe it, just read the paper. I mean, there there's always subtle quality points of who the truth of that person is. Have you ever wondered why? when there's a mass murder or there's, and they go and talk to the neighbor and the neighbor says, you know what, I have never, I've been living by him for 10 years and he was always so perfect and on time. He never said anything. I just cannot believe this happened. Maybe you never even interacted with that man. So there's no way you would have known. And then you have people who said, there was always something wrong with that fool and I just couldn't put my hand on it, but they could feel it in themselves. Um, and the last thing is to judge yourself. You know, I say don't judge other people, but I say judge yourself. If you judge yourself, which means under putting some rules together and damning yourself or elevating yourself, it won't feel so bad when it comes from on the outside because the truth of you is in you and you know the truth better than anybody else. I say today, you can lie to most of the people, and they know when you mind, they're just not going to tell you most of the time. But you can't ever lie to yourself and get away with it. You can just keep lying to yourself. And excellent comedian, Bill Burr. Yes, I like him. I think he's the man with the big kind of nose. Um, but um, if you learn how to take your own criticism, and you learn how to hear the truth from yourself, you ain't got to answer it out loud, Luke. But you've got to be able to talk to yourself in a way where it's just straightforward and 100. And if you can take that, some people don't. Some people, they believe their own lies, but they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. That's why you have so many people who get caught after they're incarcerated. 
they have fed this lie so long. They're not deluded either. They just think that I'm not. I'm not going to um, admit, and not admission means I didn't do it uh, of any level of perspective. Perspective, but um, that's all that I have for you tonight. I want to say that if you can find this test, and it's probably going to be anywhere on the internet. It, it it is a paid test, so it may not be where you can do it without uh, paying for it. But it's called the GIST Workplace Profile. Um, wherever you can find find that Myers Briggs, a Briggs Myers, someone said earlier in the thread, you could probably find this test. Really, really helpful. Let me tell you what they said about my style. And I'm going to have to pray about it because um, the goal of my style is that we like to get to the bottom line, my free. Uh, we have the ability to achieve results. Uh, we're very assertive and insistent, but we're competitive. And our need to win sometimes allows us to overcome obstacles that prevent others from getting to the end of the, the results. Um, we're empathetic with people, but we have a hard time translating that to them for wanting to get to the bottom line. And again, the ENCP is with the Myers Briggs. This is not just personality, it uses your personality in a way to get into uh, a performance style um, uh, definition. And once you know how you perform, not what your personality is, it shows you how to best approach other people. Because what we do, what I do, uh, is interact with people. And I have, I found myself having to. I've used these uh, things like uh, it says that I have a tendency to dominate conversations, and I don't give other people the opportunity to speak. I felt where I had to just literally do this. In the middle of a conversation, just literally pinch my lips together because it's just part of who I am. Not disrespectful. It'll be received as disrespectful. It'll be received as domineering and dominating and insensitive, but it's just a part of who I am. And who I am is going, if, if you don't leave with nothing else tonight, who I am is what I'm going to be regardless of the situation. Now, you can leave it if you want to. Conversation should be like playing catch, not tennis. Well, that's your opinion. Uh, a conversation can be one uh, way. Uh, a, com- a conversation means that we're both going to have something to say about it, and those mean so it may be just my turn to say what I have to say, and then we'll hear what you've got to say tomorrow after you absorb what i got to say. So if tennis, I don't play tennis, and I'm not sharp over. If I played and I was, I was Serena, I would have had something real crazy to say to that girl because she did some real crazy stuff to me. Well, I thank you for listening to me, and I hope that, honestly, all jokes aside, I really hope that my sharing um, incites some level of thought. I'm not saying that it has to change who you are, but just to see that, you know, who I am is 
this is me, and that just because we don't meet at the same point doesn't mean that I'm disposable. There's something that everybody on this earth has to give, and it's just up to you. to. So I'm going to stop recording. We're going to play a song, and then I'm going to be back, and I'm hoping that somebody is going to want to come up to the seat because, you know, y'all be acting like y'all so shy. Y'all ain't shy. Yeah, I don't know why y'all won't just get on the camera because, you know, I'm not all perfect and put together. Y'all can get up here. All right? All right. We're going to stop the recording here, and we're going to play the song. Be right back. Are you tired? Are you sick and tired? Are you just plain done? Well, that's where I am, and we're going to change things. Here on The Empire, we change by informing, organizing, and doing things that really make a difference. If you have an organization or a program that is for the betterment of the human experience, that's where we're going to start. To be a part of this movement, please contact me. I am the Empress Cooper on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or email me at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com. Or just hit me up on my website, www.TheEmpress.com, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. Listen, I know that change won't just happen overnight. But nobody's going to change this but us. Quick song, trying to find something that I really want to play. I have a bunch of new songs on here, but I don't know about how the quality to them are. Um, Let's see what fits with personality. My poo-poo is trying to give me some sugar because he knows he's trying to go to sleep. My poo-poo is my puppy. So let's play this. Hey, watch out how I fly 
can be your boy with anything But I'm strong Time to miss some pieces after everything But I'm strong Can't believe it cause she said she'd never leave But I'm strong But if she never 